Welcome to the Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and in this episode, we'll be talking about public speaking. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at FTA protect.com to learn more about the instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10. I've switched my instructor insurance to the FTA and recently needed a new certificate of insurance for a new range I was teaching at. They made it simple and quick to add the range to my policy. This episode is brought to you by Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for any serious firearm instructor. The Mantis X is a high-tech, lightweight, precision sensor that attaches to a gun analyzes the shooter's movement patterns, and displays all the information in real time on a smartphone or tablet. The Manus X gives instructors objective, data-driven feedback on things that you and I can't see so that you can coach your students more effectively. Get 10% off with promo code FTP10 at mantisx.com. Today, we will be discussing public speaking and why it matters with Michael Pope. Michael Pope has worked as an IT professional for International Paper for the last 27 years. Michael considers himself to be a passionate developer, speaker, trainer, and facilitator, giving over 100 speeches and facilitating over 40 workshops and classes. Michael tries to live his life by this quote from John Ron, take advantage of every opportunity to practice your communication skills so that when important occasions arise, you will have the gift, the style, the sharpness, the clarity, and the emotions to affect other people. In 2016, Michael earned his Distinguished Toastmaster designation from Toastmasters Internationals. Using the skills he gained in earning his Distinguished Toastmaster, Michael facilitated over 20 all-day diversity and inclusion classes for an international paper and earned the Global Diversity and Inclusion Award from his company in 2017. Recently, in 2019, Michael was recognized as Toastmaster of the Year by District 40 Toastmasters, representing Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, and West Virginia. Michael, sounds like you've been a very busy person uh, working in public speaking, and we really appreciate you making time to come on the podcast today. Rob, thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk to your listeners. And I, th- and I think today's topic is very near and dear to all our hearts because we've all sat through those presentations at our work or listened to somebody that's just dry, mundane, just unentertaining to where it's hard to stay awake. <laughs> and in our roles as trainers, we're not necessarily entertaining our guest, but we need to go along and get our message across because if the message doesn't get across, that di- that is a wasted day of training, which is where I think you come in and with all your background can really help our instructors that are listening to this today understand why maybe going along and getting a, improving their public speaking skills can really help their class presentation skills and the number of students that they can reach on a regular basis. Rob, I agree with you. Public speaking has... Public speaking skills have definitely helped improve my life tremendously. I can still remember my first speech in Toastmasters. And as a natural introvert, I was absolutely terrified. I was asked to give a short four to six minute speech. And when I walked up and shook hands with the person who introduced me, my hands were dripping with sweat because of how nervous I was. And Rob, when I began to talk, it was as if I had been chewing on cotton balls all morning long. My mouth was completely dry and it was just painful and I had butterflies in my stomach. I literally thought the people in the front row could see the butterflies fluttering in my stomach. That's how nervous I was. (laughs) 
And I was, as I was reading my notes, Rob, I was shaking my paper like this the whole time. It was the longest four to six minutes of my life. And when I sat down, I was completely embarrassed because of how I performed. However, thankful, thank, thankfully to the Toastmasters program, the evaluator came up and he shared several key points to talk about how I could become a good speaker based on the skills I already possess. He also talked about several areas for me to improve in. However, he wasn't trying to make me a professional speaker overnight. He was just trying to get me to that next speech. And that gave me that confidence that, that I needed to continue on in public speaking. And I absolutely love it. I love doing speeches, but I, I really love training people because I know there's a big difference between being a speaker and being a trainer. And I've learned that, you know, when you have opportunity to actually train somebody, you've got somebody that's coming in there and they've got a specific objective and you can help that person reach their goals using your skills. And it's, it's fun. It can be very rewarding. Yeah. I think anybody who calls themselves a trainer, whether it's an in industry with firearms or, you know, teaching people how, how to go along and fish. They yeah. want to see those light bulbs go off in their students' eyes to where they know they're connecting with them. Absolutely. So that, that, that's one of those things where it's really good. And I know we met over Toastmasters uh, I remember. well over 10, 10 years ago <laughs> uh, when I was in it. I can, I can definitely tell you I'm also an introvert by nature. Going along and doing Toastmasters, was a great career advancement for me, but also to it, it's led to so much other things. I've done the video, I've done video for concealedcarry.com. I'm doing this podcast now. Things that probably 15 or 20 years ago, I said, no, nah, I'll pass. I really don't, <laughs> don't need to, don't need to put myself out in front there and be able to go along and have people uh, comment on what I do because I know I'm not perfect. I say ums and ahs and repeat myself every once in a while, but I believe that I'm moving forward in the right direction, which is really good. Um, well, I know, Michael, we've jumped right into, into a little bit of your background. Our listeners may not be completely aware of what is Toastmasters that's out there because it sounds like it's a drinking club, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> it does, absolutely. Here's a, <laughs> here's, a, here's a toast to you, right? <laughs> exactly. So g give us a little bit of rundown because you've been in Toastmasters uh, going on, what, over 10 years now? Yeah, 15 years in Toastmasters. Okay. So Toastmasters International is, is the largest communication and leadership organization worldwide. I believe there are over 300,000 Toastmasters worldwide, and it's constantly growing, a phenomenal organization. They, they recently announced a partnership with the Rotary Club, and so they're looking to make other major partnerships coming up in the future as well. But it's, it's a great organization. And Rob, so Toastmasters, so the, the Toastmasters program that you're in is, has changed as of last year, they launched a new education program called Pathways. And we currently have 11 paths that a, a new member can come into to learn public speaking skills based on what they're looking to accomplish. So for example, let's say that I'm, I'm working on presentation mastery right now is one of the paths I'm working on. And I have electives available to me. So if I want to learn how to run a podcast, I can take an elective on being a podcast. If I want to learn how to start a blog, I could take elective on being a blog blogger. And then within Toastmasters, there's lots of opportunity to learn how to be a, a trainer. They've got a workshop from speaker to trainer where they take people from giving regular speeches to learn how to actually train people, learning how to engage your audience, how to help people achieve their objectives. So a phenomenal program. Do you know what all those uh, paths are off the top of your head? 
I do not know all 11. <laughs> I, I know they're, it's new from when, when I was in it. I, I haven't been in it for about three years now. I've been seeing the news of that coming out on social media, but just have not dove into the different paths and such. Uh, but it is one of those where, as you said, you can really go along, grow in whatever direction you want to uh, yes. with, with Toastmasters, which is a real good testament to a good program. It's not just forcing you to, to speak on one thing or one style, but they're embracing saying, Hey, there's going to be people that are going to have blogs. There are going to be people that are going to be on YouTube, uh, podcasts. There's going to be people that are going to be like this podcast that you're going to be speaking on, on just an audio standpoint. And there also be probably instructors that are out there or an instructor path that they, that they can take to learn how do you go along and create an educational program to engage your students, to get your thoughts across to them and not just, you know, spew information out, but give the students what they need. We, we were talking on a previous podcast uh, early on with Ken Hackathorn, and that was one of the things to where we've really got to make sure that we're giving our students what they need. Not necessarily what we think what we want to do that day, but actually going along and measuring up are these beginning students, experienced students, or very senior students to where we can go along and address what they need. Because at the end of the day, if they're not all walking away saying, you know, that was awesome training, then we've missed the point with at least some of the students. Yeah. And, and one of the things this Toastmasters had is they have a, an assessment program now. So you fill out the assessment and then based on how you answer those questions and what your objectives are, they'll say, here's, two or three recommended paths that you take. However, you can choose up to any one of the 11. So some of those paths are dynamic leadership, effective coaching, engaging humor, innovative planning, leadership development, motivational strategies, and several other paths. So almost any time you go along and open your mouth, you could use one of those uh, one of those paths in order to go along and improve your message that's coming up from work to you know, what you do maybe on Sunday at your church to what you might be doing during the week as a trainer, something like that. Absolutely. And it's, and it's helped me out a whole lot at work. You mentioned work. So I'm an IT professional by trade, natural introvert, as I mentioned earlier. However, thanks to Toastmasters, I have the confidence to deliver training at work, different workshops. And so the award you talked about earlier was from diversity and inclusion. So I've taught over 20 diversity and inclusion all day workshops at work. And so if you think about it, that's a very, that can be a very sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. People, people come into those training sessions, not really on their own free will. They're pretty much, you know, it's a required course to come take. So they're a little uncomfortable. The topics are, is, is a little sensitive and can be uncomfortable for a lot of people. And so as a trainer, you have to be able to read your audience and help them overcome that anxiety that they have coming in a room to realize that they're in a safe place first off. And I'm sure some of your trainers are going to see the same thing. People are going to come there and unless you take the time to find out why they're there and help relieve that anxiety, you're going to be trying to speak through a barrier and you mm -hmm. have to break that barrier down first before you can actually engage and get your message across. Exactly. I've had training classes where I've had students as old as 80 and I can probably relate to them better <laughs> uh, because they're my parents' age. And then you got the ones that are around my age, but the ones that are challenging that 
I think most trainers would say are like the millennials because they've grown up with the internet. They've grown up with a whole lot of different resources that we've never grown up. And in a lot of cases, they've got a different expectation and that's not making a judgment call about what they do. It's understanding what those students are and that's where you need to adjust it appropriately. Um, A perfect example is one of the classes I instructor classes I teach. They go along and talk about Ferris Bueller's day off. (laughs) <laughs> and everybody's always like, oh, you know, that was a great movie. I remember watching that was when I was in high school. I had millennials go along and look and say, okay, what's, what is that? And mm-hmm. literally, you've got to realize, yeah, they grew up. I mean, the, the movie's 30-plus years old. Yeah. So these millennials weren't even alive when it came out. Their parents may not even talked about it, and not to mention with his much media that's out there right now who's going to go back to the 80s back <laughs> then i'll just i'll go to netflix and i'm going to pull something up you know a series that's on Current. currently and those are all things you've got to be able to read and adjust appropriately because there again whether it's diversity and inclusion you're teaching or if it's firearms what i'm teaching yep. is there's going to be a certain amount of people that are going to come in there and i'm ready i'm excited i'm ready to go there'll be other people that come in that are going to have that apprehension about what I'm not completely comfortable with that. And as you're, as a trainer, you've got to know how to take baby steps. You've got to go along and get them to understand the common ground, understand that what you're talking about is not foreign. It's just going along and having a a different view on, on what and how it's uh, being done. So that's, that's really good. Really, really good. Um, I remember this from uh, Toastmasters. And I'm sure you probably know the answer to this question, but what do people fear more than dying? <laughs> Public speaking. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, there are those extroverts out there that just love to be in front of the crowd. But at the same time, even if you're an extrovert, and I've seen many of them in Toastmasters, Toastmasters also teaches the extrovert how to go along and craft their message so that it's more understandable by the introverts. Absolutely. And the, that's one of those skills to where like, I don't have any problem getting up and talking to people, you know, I'm, I'm fearless, but if your message isn't getting across, it's wasted time. Right. So yeah. introvert, extrovert, Toastmasters can be a really good program to help you be able to bring structure. And now with the multiple paths, it, it really aligns to a lot of what people do out there. If uh, the presentation one that you said you were uh, working on yourself, Michael, I can see that be a big one for trainers that want to go along. Hey, I've got to put some PowerPoint together, but I've also got to go along and put some hands-on activities. I got to go along and bring these other skills together and figuring out how do you go along and uh, reach those people that are in your class, because we're not going to get, we're not getting any younger. And as much as we would go along, we talk about millennials now and people go along, you know, they're hard to understand. Well, guess what? there's the new millennials coming right behind them because millennials are almost in the thirties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, we- I, I was a baby boomer. I can remember yeah. them saying, oh, you know, baby boomers, you know, they're in their twenties. Well, guess what? Baby boomers are now in their fifties and sixties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets younger, only, only older. Well, Rob, one of the things that Toastmasters has helped me out with is the ability to tell stories. And I tell trainers all the time, stories are very important. You know, like, Facts bore people, you know, even if you have lots of facts and statistics on gun safety and all that, if you rattle those off, people are going to be bored. They're going to be thinking about something else. Have you, if you can tell them a story about your first experience with a gun 
or just different examples, they can relate to it. Mm-hmm. That, that is a good point. And one, one of the stories that I actually use when I'm teaching hunter education and the importance of going along and making sure everybody's being safe together is teach a lot of youth in the Boy Scouts. And I tell them that you've got the four safety rules about keeping your finger off the, or keeping your finger off the trigger, treating every gun as if it's loaded, uh, keep it unloaded till you're ready to use it and know your target and what's beyond. And I tell these 12, 13, 14 year old kids that if you see dad, grandpa, uncle, mom, sister, somebody else doing things wrong, remind them what the safety rules are. And I say, it's very important because here's the bottom line. If you go along and you go out hunting with your family, and I know you were saying before the show, Michael, you went hunting with your great grandpa. You got fond memories of that time in the field because Mm -hmm. don't go hunting with strangers. At the same time, if something happened bad, when you went out Thanksgiving day to go hunting with your dad or something else like that, think about how that would affect your holidays for the rest of your life. It's like, you know, thank you for the food today. You know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Glad you could make it. You know, it's unfortunate that uncle Joe couldn't make it today, but last year that, you know, had an unfortunate accident and, you know, that's just the simple part of it, but it reaches those emotions to get people to start thinking about, this isn't just a bunch of words on paper, but this mm-hmm. is something you've really got to go along and internalize to make sure that you're safe all the time because you don't go hunting with hunting with strangers. You go hunting with friends and most accidents that happen uh, with guns are happen around family members, friends, people that you know. There, there are very few times are gun accidents happen with, with strangers. Yeah. And see, that's the story that I'm going to remember. Mm-hmm. It, Cause it's, it's something that you can, that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Even, if, yeah. even if I've never been, even if I had never been hunting before, but just hearing you tell that story lets me know that, okay, it could happen. And like you said, that little catchphrase, you know, you don't go hunting with strangers, you go hunting with family and friends. Yeah. I always, uh, I, I've known only a handful of, uh, my students that have, ever had a accidental discharge or negligent discharge shot themselves or shot somebody else. And each one of those, I can tell you, have been uh, very impacted by it. And that's where go along and you try to reinforce and reinforce as much as possible, uh, what it is, because it's not going to be a good day. You know, when you have those types of things, it's a very, very, very scary situation. And that's where you, you don't, you don't have guns, for strangers, you know, you're going to, you're going to go along and show somebody your gun. It's going to be family friends. You're going to go hunting. It's going to be family friends. That's one of the things that we need to, you know, really understand. And if little Johnny who just took my course tells grandpa, no, you shouldn't take the barrel of shotgun and rest it on your toe. (laughs) It might say grandpa a toe, um, you know, someday, even if he's, even if he's done that for 99 years of his life, all it takes is one second and it can change his, change his entire life. Absolutely. You know, that's one of those things to where, you know, Hey, if you got 90% on test, you know, that's a 4.0 in, in most schools, when it comes to guns, you've got to be 100% because if you're not 100%, somebody's getting hurt. And we've got a episode that we just did a little bit ago talking about the, the when we're teaching guns, and we're teaching students what to do. We've got to be ultra safe because being 99%, is not good enough when it comes to guns. You got to be 99.99% uh, or as close as you can to 100% to eliminate as many possible 
accidents or just uh, stupid things from happening. Yeah. So question for you, Michael. Okay. Instructors out there that are listening to us, um, how do how does somebody find out more information about Toastmasters? Um, they can simply go to Toastmasters.org, O-R-G, and from there you'll find tons of information about Toastmasters. And if you're looking for a club in your your area, you can just there's a link that says find a club. You click on that, put your zip code in, and they'll show you hundreds of clubs within 25, 50 miles of most people. Mm-hmm. And those clubs meet early in the morning, <clears throat> in the evenings, lunchtimes, sometimes, sometimes every other Saturday. Uh, yes. I've seen a lot of different. As I've traveled around for my full-time job, I've uh, found various clubs. And some clubs were during during the workday <clears throat> where you at lunchtime you go to them and you're working. Other ones met on Tuesday night. And those Tuesday nights you could go meet with meet up with other people that are in the same boat you are. Exactly. Uh, they give you feedback during during the meeting, uh, evaluation, the good, you know, where you can improve on, and then leave you on a positive note, the sandwich style to it. And that's where, if you're around long enough, you can see the pe- person who came in and were very nervous, nervous. rattling their paper like you were talking about. Yep. And you can see them just being a sponge of, next time, think about doing it this way. And somebody else say, and this is how I got over those jitters. And all of a sudden they're on their fifth speech or the 10th or their 50th speech. And all of a sudden you find out, wow, they've got a real gift to speak. Public speaking is something really good. And maybe they just use that in having a little bit more confidence in what they do every day. Maybe they use that in their job in order to get a promotion. Or maybe they're that person who's going to stand up in the middle of a council meeting or on TV, who's very eloquently going to go along and make a point about a subject that they're passionate about. So that people understand what they, why they need a, a need the call for action and to make things uh, change in America. That's one of the things to where you think about America. The great thing that makes America isn't Democrats and Republicans. It's that every single person has the ability to go along, cast a vote, and to voice their opinion. Yep, freedom of speech. There, I mean, when you think about it, <laughs> very few other countries can't. Do we have the First Amendment that allows us to go along and say anything we want to that's on our mind? You know, that's not dangerous. Obviously. Good or bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you go along, and as much as you hate what some people might say because it ruffles your feathers, you've got to support and say, hey, if they weren't allowed saying that, maybe somebody wouldn't let me say what I want to say. And that's really the kind of yin and the yang I look at a lot of times. And Toastmasters allows you, again, introvert or extrovert, to be able to come up and pull together very coherent messages to be able to go along and tell people, whether you're on TV, radio, podcast, or if you're just sitting there talking to your, your team of four or five people at work, get up in front of them and give them, this is what we need to do. This is why we need to do it. And this is when we're going to get it done. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We trust you because you gave them a coherent message. Or yeah. in your case, you're doing training classes and you want people to walk out of there saying, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm going to go ahead and try that when I, when I get back to my office and make a, make a difference. I know, Rob, we tell people all the time that Toastmasters is one of the best places to fail because you can go in and take a presentation, part of it, get feedback on it and just fail in front of a safe environment so that when you have to deliver it to a real audience, you know, you're ready for the show. 
we've had several people come in with like work presentations that they're working on and they'll deliver maybe part of it or the whole thing if, if time allows and we'll give them great feedback and then they'll come back and say hey i presented this in front of my boss and my boss's boss and i got super feedback and then you can see that level of confidence that they realize, hey, we receive so much value from participating in Toastmasters and getting that feedback. Yeah. Well, a person uh, that we both know in common, Mike Davis, yes. uh, we were just talking about him. Uh, I remember when he first started doing a lot of his public speaking, and I was in a club where he actually came in several times, rehearsed the same speech, and we <laughs> gave him feedback because he wanted to have his speech down perfect for the presentation yep. he was doing because he was doing large groups. He was being paid to go and do keynote speeches and different things like that. And it was, it's really great to kind of been on the sidelines and see how Mike's taken his uh, business of public speaking from sitting in front of a small Toastmaster club to now he's a national speaker that's out there. Um, you know, his income is 100% public speaking. Yep. Know? He's a TEDx coach as well. I mean, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And think awesome. about it. If public speaking is the number one fear, <laughs> somebody, somebody like Mike Davis Lots has of patience. gone along and, and really faced his fears. And that's where I think from a, from an instructor standpoint, uh, we've got to realize that what's our message sound like. Um, I was share, sharing with you uh, right before here also is where I go along and I listen to my podcast two, maybe three times. I I do that not because I forget what I talk about, but because I want to go along and listen to how the listeners are hearing it. And that's one of those that's things good. that are important. I remember one of the best pieces of advice I got when I was in Toastmasters was go along and record your speeches. Yep. Every speech. And, and listen, listen. And yep. listen to them. Because you'll be going along, wow, that was really great. But, um, 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 and you're like, oh, I got I to gotta try that over again and, and get that out and get more fluid. Just like in this podcast, my apologies to the early podcast listeners who were some of the earlier <laughs> ones. I was uh, maybe repeating myself a little bit and using M's and O's, but you go along and become better as you do it, as you uh, critique what's happening and people give you feedback. And that's the way, that's the only way we get better by going along and being honest and face and looking in the mirror. So Michael, uh, thanks for coming on today. This has been a really, really uh, interesting conversation for it. I hope our listeners find some good, valuable pieces of information out there and maybe go out and try Toastmaster Club. Uh, one of the things you gave them the whole spiel about where to find Toastmasters, but here's one thing that almost all Toastmaster Clubs will do is you can visit them 100% for free and see what, yep. see what the club's about, ask questions about it, and then make a decision whether you join them. And with most metropolitan areas having multiple Toastmasters Club, get in the morning, evening, during the day, every other week, focusing on all different kinds of skills. There's probably one out there for you if you want to go along and improve your public speaking skills. Yep. Great organization to join. Mm -hmm. Definitely. If I just had a little bit more time, I'd, I'd still be doing it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests for our listeners. First, visit our sponsor over at Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off on your policy. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts at, and tell others about this. We want to get the word out to as many instructors as possible, all the good information and the speakers 
that we have that are coming on as guests on our podcast. And if they're not listening to it, we obviously can't help uh, them become a better trainer. Also, consider leaving us a review and rating on iTunes and Google Play. This helps others find our podcast and know what our podcast is, is about. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. If you have any input, questions, feedback, feel free to email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. And remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every farm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun ownership more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.